a gun in the face. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, you need to give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts. It's time to get outside. This is KSL Outdoors, brought to you by Bear River Lodge. Two hours of stories and information on hunting, fishing, and high adventure. Our host is Tim Hughes on KSL News Radio. Good morning and welcome to a brand new day. It is a pleasure to have you with us here for another Saturday morning of KSL Outdoors Radio. And before we get to the rundown of uh, what's coming up over the next few hours, I don't want to burn much daylight here because this will be an expensive phone call for Navidowskis uh, right now. And let me just set the mood here for a little bit if I can. There we go. Um, Navidowskis uh, and his beautiful wife Gail have been spending, I don't know, almost two weeks or something in uh, Portugal. And I've been checking in on Facebook from time to time. We've shared some text, but I'm anxious to get the full story on uh, how this ride has been. It's a uh, bicycle ride down the coastline the southernmost coastline of uh, portugal how you doing i'm doing really well um in fact we we only have one more day ride so it's been great it's been good um i had a couple crashes yeah but, uh fill me in on that well um they they the trails they give you mostly are um off-road. I mean, they don't really want you in the traffic. So the bike lanes are really pretty good here in Europe. And there was this one, you know, the, the direction says go left and then turn right and go under. There was like a, a tunnel, like under the road. And as I went down there, I could see that it was wet. And, but I, you know, I went right through. And as I went through, it was more than wet it was moss it was green moss and i first thing you know i'm on the bike backwards Uh oh so my my bike just was spinning and there was no way to control it so my momentum carried me right into the wall and i went down like a ton of bricks so it was a pretty gruesome it was i had a good thing i had my helmet on because i bashed my helmet against the cement wall and um you know, I got a lot of abrasions, um, wrist, hand, elbow, hip. But, you know, elbow's okay. I thought it was bad. We, we should have shared that but, story for the last after we talked about some of the fun. Right. Yeah. And then the next one was a day later, we were coming, we were kind of on a road now, and Gail said, you know, she's kind of thirsty. Pull over. Let's take a break at one of these restaurants. They're all right on the road. And we're going to get some cold drinks and, you know, cool off for a second and get a bite maybe. So I was looking, and as I looked up, I came across one of these vicious storm drains. But I didn't see it till it was too late. 
and it blasted me off the bike, and I went over the top, kind of got mangled in my bars. You wouldn't believe the Portuguese people that came to my aid, though. I mean, I looked up. I was like, ah, I was tangled in my bike, you know. And, of course, I yell out a yell whenever I – I do that when I ski. When I'm going to crash, I go, ah, kind of like, you know, you know, like you're going to take a punch in the stomach, and if you shout out, your stomach's hard, right? And I got up, and there was all these Portuguese people trying to help me. It was so nice, so sweet. They were they're very kind here, very kind people. Yeah. And the big old American was taking a dive in the road, and they all came to help me. But well, your but pi- gal has had no problems. It's just me that's the yeah. numbskull. Yeah, uh, your pictures have been great uh, all along the way. But let's back up a little bit here. This is a, a bike ride that goes, as I said, right along the southernmost coastline of uh, Portugal. So you're crossing at what turns out to be almost the narrowest point of the country. And you ride from a place called Lagos and have all these little stops along the way, which are these little coastal towns. And you end up in Tavira. But it looks like you take an extra little ride past Tavira to the Spain line and then come back. Is that right? Right. We we actually we didn't start in Lagos. That was a two day ride to get there. We started in in Sagres, which I think is the most cute town ever. So we start literally on the Atlantic coast, and it's colder. I mean, it's five degrees colder there because the wind coming off the Atlantic is just a very different temperature. So we we spent four days there, and four romantic days, beach every day. It was awesome, okay? And then we start our ride. We started right there from Sagresh, and that first ride is, I don't want to say on the radio, but it was hell, okay? It was windy and uphill everywhere, all the way. Mm. So, but we we roll we rolled into the first town, then the second town was Lagos, Lagos, and okay. then third town I can't remember all their names. Fourth town, but we we ride somewhere between thirty and fifty miles a day, and the last one there's really nothing to there's nothing to the east of um, how do you say this town, Gail? Cavish. Tavira, sorry. Tavira, We're in yeah. Tavira right now. Yeah. yeah. And then, so, um, the other riders, and I say the other riders, but uh, t- tomorrow's ride is, is 65 miles, but you go out to the Spanish border, and then loop back to the same hotel. Yeah. So I said, nope, I'm going to the beach. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah, uh- says typical you, but yeah, I mean, I don't, you know, I don't need the miles on my legs. I'm all about the vacation here and yeah. and see it. Look, the bike is a great way to see Europe. It's just intimate. It's on the ground, meeting people all day long. Yeah, I mean, you get a real flavor for it. And I, I don't really need to get more miles on my legs. I I agree with you. It's a great way to see it. And you you know, you decide when you want to stop. You decide when you want to take pictures or stop and take a look at something. Or maybe if there's a menu that catches your eye, you do that. <laughs> Uh, here's the other thing. I, people, I think people, and one of the reasons I really wanted to mention this is because there there may be listeners out there that are up for something like this, like we did last year with the bike and barge along the Mosul River uh, there in Germany. This is inexpensive. Uh, this trip, it's self-guided, but your hotels are included. I think your breakfast is included, and it was like 800 bucks a piece or something. Yeah, um, the breakfasts are incredible. I mean, they are incredible. Look, everybody writes reviews here, so 
they go all out. They hold off all the stops for breakfast because that's what people say breakfast was amazing, and it is amazing. Just, I mean, it's really the sky's the limit on breakfast, and it, you're so full because you can't turn all that down. It's such great breakfast. Yeah. That and didn't, then, that didn't and keep, then I'm not really hungry all day. Yeah, that didn't keep you from the octopus soup, however, stew, whatever it was. No, we go out at night, and we have gone out, especially when we first started. We went out to a new place, all reservation kind of restaurants. So we went, you know, high society, but I wanted to do it. I wanted to really, you know, sample the Portuguese cuisine, which I've heard so much about. It's all seafood. I mean, it's a seafood country yeah let me ask so you that get that in utah let me ask you this question uh last year and, and back to the uh, biking bars that we did it was an intimate setting with uh, 12 cabins so you had 24 people that you were riding with every day eating with every night are you riding and eating with other people on this ride or because it's self-guided you kind of end up doing your own thing yeah it's just me and gail uh once in a while we'll see somebody it was all the beginning. We all wave and say hey and everything. And what I'm said, like today, we saw her just a little while ago. She goes, I heard you had a crash. The guy told me. I go, yeah, that was a couple of days ago. So, no, it's not like that. It's very different when you get a self-guided. Yeah. And I, I think I prefer a guide. I really do. I, I like the camaraderie of the gang, you know, and then going to dinner with people you don't know and getting to know them. I mean, that's really nice. No, we have loved it. I'm a romantic. You know that. And my wife and I, I don't need anybody to have fun. I mean, Gail is all I really need, and that's rare. I mean, I think she needs somebody, but I don't. (laughs) Um, Especially when she's picking (laughs) you up off the ground every day. Uh, (laughs) She needs help just doing that. And here's the other great thing. Well, I bounce up and I bleed, but I spray with water bottle and I never complain. Yeah. Here's the other great thing about Gail uh, is uh, she plays along with Navi's weirdnesses. Like he, he took, he bought her 14 outfits or something for 14 days. So she has to wear different clothes every day and then is willing to pose for uh, pictures on the beach like a, uh, somebody said on your Facebook, a Sports Illustrated swimsuit uh, layout. Well, that's true. I love that. That's what I love. I go. I brought them all on on the trip, so I have to photograph. Yeah. that's part of my fun. Well, it, it sounds like it's been fantastic. I've looked at the pictures; they look fantastic. So you're done with the ride tomorrow, and actually, you're not going to ride. You're going to go to the beach. How do you get back from Tavira to wherever you catch your flight home? Well, actually, we have three more days. So there's a boat tomorrow taking us out to what they call the Sandy Island, which is, I guess, the best beach. The, the, the number one beach in the world was here. It was lovely. And they say this one's ranked number two. And so we're going to take a boat out there and spend the whole day on the beach. And then we're coming back to this hotel. Like tonight, we're going to get an Uber. We haven't got an Uber. We've been just walking and taking our bikes everywhere. But tonight, we're going to get an Uber. We're going to go downtown because we don't have to get up early. It's so great. Yeah. But one thing about the biking is you have to eat properly and you have to get to bed because look this was a hard ride compared to last year tim this would have killed you this is much more difficult much more climbing and i'm a terrible climber and and the bikes the bike i have it's a pig i mean it's i'm a big guy already i mean gel goes up like she's an italian sports car i go up like a motorboat (laughs) Oh, that is so great. Well, enjoy the rest of your time, just the two of you, and we'll look forward to having you back here. Sun's back out. We got a little rain this weekend, but 
uh, yeah, you. It, I'm just envious of watching some of the fun you're having. Well, it's 84. We just got out of the pool because Gail says Tim's going to call. So that's what we're doing. All right. And anybody's welcome to my Facebook to see the pictures of my lovely bride. All right, buddy. Uh, ride safe. Try and heal up those bumps and bruises. All right. Nice chatting with you. Thank you, sir. Uh, coming up, I'm going to be checking in with uh, Russ Smith. He's been on the road, too, for, I don't know, three weeks or longer now to uh, Mississippi. Find out what he's been up to. Tim Ryan from Row 4 ALS will uh, check in with us. We'll find out how their fundraising is going for their Atlantic crossing. Bruce Johnson, the uh, invasive species coordinator for the Division of Wildlife, wants to check in with us about some checkpoints. And we've got lots of other stuff to do. So stay with us. More of KSL Outdoors Radio coming up. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. There's desperation and anguish. More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America. But this story is still unfolding. I'm Andrea Smartin. In my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, we'll find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities. Who would help our newest neighbors? Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. KSL Outdoors with Tim Hughes on KSL News Radio. Welcome back. So we've already checked in with Navinovskis, who is uh, in Portugal for a few more days, and then it sounds like they're flying Portugal to, uh, what did he say, Copenhagen, staying a couple of days before they mm. come back, just enjoying their retirement. I've had, yeah. to, I've had to endure this now, not only with Navinovskis, <laughs> but with Russ, where I get these texts and pictures and phone calls from time to time and look at online with the photos of these people who are already doing the retired thing. Uh, Russ Smith is with us from Skycall. And before we check in, we've got Tim Ryan coming up from Row 4 ALS. And I wanted to have you part of that conversation. You're still in Mississippi, huh? Yeah, we kind of, we never had solid dates to start with, but everything's going fine with the business and, and, uh, so we said, well, let's. We planned on two weeks. Let's stay two weeks. You know, yeah. so we're we're headed back into Salt Lake. Uh, we're leaving actually tomorrow afternoon. And uh, are you going to book? You going to book it all the way back, or you're going to meander on the way home too? I don't know. Yeah, good. See it now. That's <laughs> what I'm jealous of. Yeah, I don't know. We 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 haven't even decided a route yet because <sighs> there's a lot of massive thunderstorms. Over the kind of the Midwest between here and the Rockies, yeah. So we'd like to not drive in the rain and wind, but we might have to. I don't know. For people wondering, and if they've listened to the program, they already know the answer <laughs> to this. But you've got family. Your son and your grandkids are down there. Your yeah. daughter-in-law yeah. in Mississippi. That's right. So that was the motivation for heading that way. But I, I kind of yeah. wanted to pick your brain for just a few minutes here because yeah. we've shared some of the um, <laughs> some of the downsides of buying a used RV. You had a oh, lot, yeah. you had a lot of work done on your motorhome before you headed out, and you reported back that everything was going smoothly. T- talk me through what you've been doing along the way. You just been staying in like KOAs or something? No, we we stayed in. Uh, rest areas all the way across. I think, is that right, Chris? Yeah, she says yes. And they've been beautiful. Texas uh, rest areas are, you wouldn't even think they're rest areas when you pull in. Hmm. Um, 
and and we found a great one going across Louisiana. We we went from Shreveport across to Jackson. So just outside of Monroe, Louisiana, there's a beautiful brand new uh, uh, rest area. It's just it's just wonderful that they're taking that much trouble and spending that much money you know, to provide that for travelers. Yeah. Well, it's about that time, obviously, when people are yeah. starting to uh, kick the mothballs off of their RVs and bring them out yeah. and, and doing yeah. some travel. It's something that Becky and I are really looking forward to. Yeah. But you found that enjoyable, I'm sure. And you were telling me that the place you stayed in Mississippi was, what, 25 bucks a night or something? 25 bucks a night. Now, it's, it's, it's a bare-bones place, but that's all we wanted, just a nice green spot to park and utilities. And they have, inter- fine, they have internet know. access. Don't need it. Got it already. Oh, got my Starlink up on the roof right now, <laughs> working oh. on stuff. I forgot. You know a guy. Uh, yeah, yeah. The, the the whole Skycall connection there. Yeah. So, so you sent me pictures that you've turned part of the RV into uh, basically your office, which is great. Well, yeah, it's the office. I, I kind of resent that, you know, because I'd rather be dinking around with something else. But you know, it's it's part of the deal. Yeah. That's all I can say, you well, know. And this is something a lot of people learned through the pandemic since they were forced out of the office. Yeah. They yeah. could remote work. And people right. that people that had the means to do it decided, if I'm going to work remotely, I'm going to go sit in Hawaii and enjoy the view right. of the ocean while I work. You're kind of doing yeah. that right now. Well, it's not the ocean, but it is a pleasant view with a whole whole new slew of birds that we don't have in Utah. So that's been interesting, too. Mm. Um, I just want to mention one thing, that yesterday we went for a ride out towards the Mississippi River just to meander around. I was looking for this little restaurant in a little town, which it it didn't exist. But we drove through um, Rolling Rolling Fork, Mississippi. They got hammered by tornadoes with a lot of fatalities. Oh, wow. How did that look? Well, first off, people looked at us like, what are these people doing here, you know? Mm. And we didn't know what the deal was till we got into town. It was sad. Probably one of the saddest things I've ever seen. I'm sure. These houses with nothing left, they're just flat. And then right next door there's another house that's standing with a couple of shingles off, you know? There's no rhyme or reason to it. It's just I'll never forget that site. It well, just was really horrific. And you bring up something that we talk about often in hosting, you know, uh, news programs is that when yeah. when those tornadoes hit, it it dominates the news coverage. And maybe yeah. maybe for the next day or the next week as they do continue to search for survivors. And then the yeah. story just goes away, but not for those people that live there. They you know, they uh, are trying to regenerate their lives basically. Uh, honestly, um they're all great people, but let me tell you, impoverished people take the brunt of these tornadoes because they don't have much of a shelter. And that's that's especially sad. But there's programs, you know, HUD, HUD and FEMA are there all set up in big tents and getting everything going again. Yeah. So you head home tomorrow, and then you don't really yeah. have an itinerary, which I, I actually love. Well, we don't because, I mean, it's like on the way. We pulled into a rest stop on Highway 287, those of you that cross Texas know that road well. This beautiful new rest area. And we said, man, this is nice and it's quiet and it's in the kind of in the hills. We just shut down at about 2 in the afternoon, you know. Yeah. 
Well, uh, I've enjoyed the pictures, and it's great to talk to you. I've missed you for a couple of weeks. Hang on if you can. We've got a news update coming up, and then Tim Ryan is going to jump in here from Row 4 ALS. Last time we talked to him, they were finishing out their test run down the Pacific Coast, and I know uh, we wanted to check in on their fundraising efforts as they try and get ready for their Atlantic crossing. More on that coming up in just a minute. I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts.